Welcome to Sounds Like Autism, the podcast that celebrates neurodiversity by speaking to the people who are helping to create a more inclusive world. Produced by Launchpad 516 Studios with your hosts, Josh Mursky and Dave Thompson. Happy New Year, man. Happy New Year. It is New Year's Day. Good to see you in 2023. Good to see you too, man. It's been a long time no see. Yeah, yeah, we took a little break, but wait, our our lives come last first. year. Our, yeah, our lives come first, right? But um, but we'll mm-hmm. always we'll always come back to this and and check in and move forward, right? Yeah, this is this is like our roots, so to say. Um, so yeah, we're always gonna be coming back here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how how yeah. how, how was how was twenty twenty two for you? <sighs> eventful, eventful. Um, the what about you? Of, the best of times and the worst of times, right? Oh, touche. Yes, indeed. Uh-huh. Uh huh. No, it was re- it was really good. Re- very uh very transformative and and d- definitely overall positive. Um, and it's always cool to to use New Year's as kind of a mile marker to reflect on where you've been and where you're going. You got any uh, resolutions? Just to keep pushing forward. My main thing is to keep pushing forward. Uh, I'm doing a lot when it comes to like advocacy through um, governments and other things. And uh, yeah, I'll keep pushing forward. What about you? I, I feel like it's always the same, but I, I'm, I'm really happy with, with where I'm at and, and kind of naturally moving forward in my career, have an upward trajectory in all those important departments. What I'd like to really focus on is my work-life balance, which is probably something I've said as we've gone over our resolutions in, in years past. Um, just, you know, as as a neurodivergent person, I think we're really prone to burnout uh, and really prone to things like imposter syndrome and not feeling like we're doing enough. And, and just time management is something I've always struggled with. So that said, sometimes uh it's not even that i'm overworking necessarily it's just that i need to figure out what i'm doing and when when i'm resting what that looks like for me what fills my cup what makes me feel good um you know what i need more of moving around nutrition things like that um but yeah again i i don't really necessarily i don't want to say i don't believe in resolutions but like you know I think that sometimes it's overpromising something or it's just very yeah. um it can be disappointing when you look at what your resolution was last year not accomplishing it or whatever but I do or think it's that the same one the beginning of the calendar year is kind of a good time to reassess what your life is all about and what you're up to so I get it you know uh but overall everything's everything's really good feel good yeah I know like just lots of times with resolutions you'll have people saying like oh you know um I want to get like the six pack and stuff. Uh, but if you, if you make a resolution, you should repush really to actually achieve it. Uh, that's just my opinion. So if you say, go do it, actually putting everything and do it. But also things happen. So there are, yes. th- there are things that you've committed to in the past, whether there were resolutions or not that didn't happen. Right. Yes. This is very true. Right. And so, you know, and, and not to, not to, uh say that i have a negative opinion on this but you've said things like that you're going to have a private plane by the time you're 30 well, right I, th- I said something like that but yeah i mean i do get to go on private jets now but yeah right so so sometimes the goalposts change so sometimes yeah. when you don't know as much about something or you you know you didn't expect the unexpected obviously things happen but you find joy and you find achievement and accomplishment and satisfaction in redefining 
what it means to win, right? Yeah. Um, and, and I think that that's, that's a positive thing. That said, do you want to update our, our neurodiverse community on something that you've accomplished since the last <sighs> time we met? Yeah. Um, so because, because I, I, I just want to say, because it's an example of something where it started as one goal, but you accomplished something similar, right? Uh, and you're still moving forward. Yeah. Right? Well, the goal is not fully achieved yet, but so far, um, so I'm on the New York State Autism Advisory Board, and I set forth a couple of goals. One of them is to, I think there should be a neurodiversity flag. We have a pride flag. We have a whole bunch of flags. There should be one for neurodiversity. And the state of New York, there's a motto, like, you know, state of opportunity. That's great and all, but let's actually, you know, um, put that to reality. So uh, I worked for a very, very long time. And there, there were lots of different things. Now there's a neurodiversity flag called the neurodiversity strength flag, which is um, now recognized by part of the state, state board. And uh, we're moving forward to... And I'm going to be doing a couple of things, which I can't really talk about at this time, but it's going to be all over uh, within this year. Mm -hmm. So right now it's not an officially adopted New York state flag, right? But it's adopted by the New York state autism advisory board officially recognizes it. So if there's going to be a flag, it's going to be that one, right? Um, well, yes, right now, but also, I mean, I'm in the process of messaging different lawmakers and uh, we're going to be working to allocate government funds for mass production of these flags. And, uh, I mean, the conversations are going good, for example. Uh, I mean, I don't really want to go into any specific figures, but they're looking very promising. And uh, it's going to happen from, like, everything that's going on. It's going to happen. I can't really get into too much specifics here at this time, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, a lot of amazing things are going to be happening this year. 2023 is the year of the neurodivergence. That is, I think every year is going to be, and I and and so much has happened, uh, since, since you know, we started this thing, right? Uh, oh yes. Yeah. Uh, we're hearing that word 2019. more and more. Two thousand nineteen. It's two thousand nineteen. We're hearing that word more and more. <clears throat> Neurodiversity, right? Uh, neurodivergent, neurodistinct. Language is constantly changing. The the uh the goalposts are constantly moving. Uh, because we can do better and better and better all the time. And so I I don't disagree that 2023 is going to be going to be the year of the neurodivergent, but I wouldn't want to limit it to then because it is all upward from here. You know what I mean? Yeah. In 2024, we're not going to forget about this stuff. We're going to keep moving forward and there's a lot of work to do. Um, oh, yeah. And I just realized I'm wearing, we're wearing the same hat. And I'm also, I, I also have, I'm just covered in merch from Spectrum Designs Foundation. Look, I have my cup. If you're, like watching, if you're watching at home, you can see I have my cup. I have my my awesome uh, Neurodiversity Pride shirt. Yeah, and and as for an update, uh, still very much part of the TNC and Spectrum Designs Foundation families. And I, I know you know this, Josh, uh, but uh, you know it's still involved, still in touch, still helping out. But I have moved on uh, to to some really exciting things in the uh, field of uh, neurodiversity consulting and helping uh, the world of work to become more flexible, empathetic, understanding, uh, et cetera, for neurodivergent people like you and I, uh, and doing that on kind of a, a large international corporate scale, which is 
super, super exciting. There's so much work to be done. And, you know, if it wasn't for my foundational kind of start at those two startups in 2015, um, a lot of these larger movements that I'm kind of getting closer to now wouldn't even be happening, right? So I think that it's uh, it's it's really exciting. I'm really thankful for all these opportunities that I've I've been afforded, and uh, it's all about moving the needle for others now. It's all about helping uh, helping people, uh, and helping the world to embrace neurodiversity and to get there right because it should not be as we always say and you don't have to plug our ted talk uh it like we always say it shouldn't be a favor to make sure that 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 people are set up for success in the workplace right that's a very good unofficial plug for our tedx just saying right if you you should check it out all right <laughs> so um some current events which have happened re recently semi-recently now i guess uh, so a couple of seasons back, uh, we discussed something about uh, this little child, Thomas Valva. He's on the spectrum. His dad, um, uh, I don't like saying it, I'm even saying, but like his dad uh, killed him, very bad, bad situation. So it's a Long Island, it happened in Long Island. So I'm from Long Island. Uh, so got in, in the local news. Turns out dad's going away for life, I believe, right? So that man is never going to see the light of day again. So, I mean, I guess somewhat justice has been done. It's a horrible situation what happened, but the guy's going away for life, and that's good. So justice done there. Yeah, and we probably should have set a trigger warning before we started talking about this. because This is, is a delayed trigger warning, yeah. It is, it is very – well, we'll add one. It is – uh, a very difficult topic for us and for many yeah. uh any you know any parent anyone who knows someone who thinks differently or really any human should feel uh something when they hear about a story like this um, yeah. and, and so i know it affected josh very deeply affected me um and and we're glad to close that chapter and that measures have been uh measures have been made um to ensure that things like this can't happen again because there were there were some slip-ups um you know within the system uh some yeah. people some people you know pointing towards ongoing issues and things like that and so uh you know the people should be safe in their homes people should be safe in their schools people should be safe in their workplaces and feel safe right um and and so we're glad to be a part of this movement towards making sure everyone uh feels that way and is that way right yeah i mean that that dad though just saying locally like that man is hated because there's a, we have a local paper newsday and at the end of the year they had, they mailed this pamphlet or something of like the biggest stories of the year and right on the cover of it was that man being put in handcuffs being led away out of courtroom with his head down so i mean yeah to say that he's hated might be an understatement Mm -hmm. But it's well earned. It's well earned by him. Oh, one of the most hated people on the island. Yeah, let's. But let let's let's move forward. Let's keep it positive. Let's <laughs> More keep positive. It, let's keep it productive, yeah. right? I mean, there's there's lots of ways to channel your energy, and I'm all about, uh, you know, making something better out of anything negative that's happened. So, um, it's good that people have taken that. You know, there's got to be feelings, and people have people people are going to take those feelings and make the world better right 
Uh, Indeed. That that's that's what's important. Um, what else going on? Any other current events? I I just I just want to say. I mean, I've I've been working on four soon to be five continents on neurodiversity and inclusions, particularly uh, mostly within the world of employment um, in the past couple months. And it's been a real crash course in different cultural approaches because, you know, Long Island and New York and New Jersey and Florida and these places we visited, there's a lot of work to be done. Uh, But uh, there's way more work to be done other places. So it's been interesting to kind of be very New York focused and then take a more national focus with our virtual inclusion tour. And now to be speaking to people in, um, you know, various parts of Asia, Australia, Europe, uh, it, it's been very interesting to see that where people are and you can kind of pick a year that to compare it to when you look at New York, because we're most familiar with New York, right? So if you yeah. haven't if you haven't heard of the term neurodiversity yet or something, that wasn't too too long ago in in in, in a place like New York, right? And plenty of people yeah. still plenty of people still don't know what it means. Um but but every single place that I've been to virtually and spoken to and helped out are all that the reason why I got to meet with people from there is because someone from there business owners you know government leaders etc are taking a stand and and buying in to the inclusion of neurodivergent people so really really exciting stuff that's um, terrific like knowing that it's not outside of even america because we often talk about you know, oh here in new york but to see like well, here out in another country. I mean, that's outside the planet, even. I mean, that's that's pretty something. I mean, that that that's pretty incredible. So think about like how just a few years ago in again New York because that's where I am. Um, New York, the word neurodiversity was kind of like, oh well, what's that? Can you elaborate on it? To now, even in a place like Australia, which is literally the other side of the planet, the furthest you can go from New York is Australia. Um, and to know that, that they're using the word neurodiversity and they're reaching out to like people like Dave saying like, Hey man, we want to learn more. We want to help out what, whatever it is that that's really something like exciting. Mm-hmm. Like as humanity is like moving forward, that's, that says a lot about humanity, not just a certain, um, state or country. That's all humanity. That's pretty neat, Dave. I must say. Right. And I like how you say humanity, cause it means more than just talking about, uh, changing, uh, you know outcomes for neurodivergent people but also bettering the hu- you know humanity the human right? race like, yeah right and and showing something about the uh the strength and the resilience and the innovation that is natural in in us that we're always getting better all of us right and and especially when you embrace things like making sure um you know we're aware of neurodiversity mental health uh you know a sense of belonging etc you know what i mean so um i i think it's awesome and it comes back to you know when we started the the pod a couple years ago it was largely undefined it was very kind of like oh we're just kind of two friends hanging out figuring this out and now you know it's because it's becoming more defined but also the whole mission of the podcast was to amplify neurodivergent voices and to and to improve to somehow improve outcomes through awareness acceptance etc um and that's absolutely been accomplished and it still is is being accomplished plenty more work to do but you can see uh our work and the work of some of our good friends who we've known since around then um 
really making a true impact. So really, really exciting. Yeah, no, this is incredible. I mean, I, I don't, it was 2000. I'm bad at math, folks. So uh, 2019, I, I don't know how many years ago that was. Um, I'm not proud of that. But yeah, just looking back, I mean, it was a different world. I mean, and to see now, I mean, in just a few years, that it's incredible. And uh, I also just, I got to point out, I mean, the pod that I like that starting the pod back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the pod. Jo- Josh had never heard a podcast or didn't yeah. really know what podcasts were. Now, we can use industry terminology like the pod, right? Uh, he knows what I'm talking yeah. about. <laughs> the pod. Um, yeah, it sounds pretty cool. We'll be right back. Hi there. I'm Lainey. And I'm Estella. And we're interrupting this podcast because we have a question for this audience. Do you or someone you know live with a disability or a chronic condition? If yes, you're not alone. One in five people in the U.S. do. We're the hosts of the Embrace It podcast, where we share tips, tools, and inspiration for everyday living with all types of disabilities. Our interviews with badass disability advocates will boost your confidence in all areas of life, including travel, fashion, relationships, career, and more. So walk or roll on over to your favorite podcast player and subscribe to Embrace It with Lainey and Estella. And now back to the show you were listening to, another great show produced by Launchpad 516 Studios. You're listening to Sounds Like Autism with your hosts, Josh Mursky and Dave Thompson. Produced by Launchpad 516 Studios. So, so we already went over our resolutions, but, you know, and we, we talked about how there's so many important, important people and projects and programs and things going on, uh, in the world around neurodiversity. I wanted to kind of shout out, uh, an incredible, uh, resource an incredible thinker around neurodiversity, a neurodivergent leader named professor Amanda Kirby. Um, she wrote this book, neurodiversity at work along with Theo Smith. Uh, neurodiversity at work drive innovation performance and productivity with a neurodiverse workforce which is obviously a huge concentration um in in my life and in josh's life uh and it, it's really awesome to connect with someone who wrote the book one day we'll both write books in all likelihood um and i i hope that i hope to send them to to thinkers like this Pro- professor amanda kirby uh releases various assets regularly articles and listicles and and infographics and things like that to help neurodivergent people and also to help their parents to help professionals to help teachers etc and so today uh or yesterday she released neurodiversity 101 10 ways to learn from failure in 2023 um which i thought was a you know that caught my eye and I think it's really important. You know, we were kind of talking about managing expectations of our resolutions and things like that. I, yeah. I think I think resilience is really important. It's important to you. It's important to me. So I wanted to kind of go over these top 10 ways uh, to maintain resilience in 2023. Number one, recognize ways to be more resilient. Uh, a, t- a 2017 biographical analysis of entrepreneurs looked at the important role of resilience in their success. For you to be resilient, failure needs to be viewed as an opportunity to reevaluate and reorganize your past decisions. It is important to have a backup plan. I like that. I like that. 
it's it's kind of like what we were talking about, right? Managing expectations and making sure that we have, uh, you know, that that we don't consider not hitting a certain goal a failure, right? But maybe we can redefine yeah. those goals. I'm really working on that still, I must say, because me, when, when I set a goal, the way I view it, and, and this is just me, I'm just want to point this out there, this is just me. I'm not saying you should or should not do this. I just want to put this up, put that out there. Um, let's say I said a goal. I that to me, I view it as I'm making a promise to myself, and I view it as like if I make a promise to myself, I'm not. How, how could I look at myself in the mirror and lie to myself? So that is, I'm working on that. I am not encouraging anyone to take that uh, view on them. I'm just saying that this is where I'm coming from. So I still have ways to go, and when it comes to like, I'm working on that. Because me, I'm a little bit more than a bit of a perfectionist. I think I pretty, and like that's my mindset, and it's not always a healthy mindset. And I think it's important on here to be like open, be folks saying, yeah, this is something I actually am currently working on. So um, that's one of my shortcomings, I, I I think. And so yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I thought of that when I read these. Um, I'm no, glad I come to mind. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've known each other a long time. Uh, yeah. Number two, focus on what is important. Don't try to do everything a little better. Focus on what matters and work on that. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, if uh, that has to, at least to me, that's what I think of like goal setting. Like you, you have your values. For example, to me, I'm just I'm using a real life example. Mine was the flag, getting the, the neurodiversity flag, neurodiversity strength flag through. That value trumped a whole bunch of others for me, so that's where I put a majority of my uh, focus on. So uh, my my suggestion would be, you know, find that one thing which is very important to you, and and you're like, okay, I'm going to allocate this much percent of my energy to reaching that goal. And the others, so let's say something, um, getting really strong, is it right? Then you say, okay, I'm going to allocate eighty percent of that energy getting strong but the 20 other percent i'll do to like you know my friends my family uh you know just relaxing something like that so find your primary and then secondary right i think the really big important thing here is not to drop the rest of things like health yeah. and health and wellness and work and things like that right uh yeah because sometimes <laughs> i mean when you say 80 percent I think that that should be 80% of your extra free time that you could work towards whatever goal you want, not 80% of your life's energy, right? Because then you're going to end up neglecting other areas, like not doing so good at work. This this is also true. Um, right. You want to make sure that you don't neglect, um, like, for example, spending time with friends. Uh, you, you don't, I mean, I'm not saying always do it, but I'm saying you don't want to neglect it either. So it's a balancing act. And again, I am not perfect. I struggle with this all the time. Um, so if you're struggling with this, we're in the same boat, so to speak. Uh, next up, take small steps and see what's working. What do you think about that? Taking small steps. Yeah, I think this is logical. I think um, if you're, again, you're at a goal and you're, you're used to taking like, all right, let's say start with one or two big steps. I think it's important to then go to small steps every now and then, because that's where you find the details. Uh, you, you could see if things are going on. Like when, when uh, this is going to be an airplane analogy, because you know, Good. I'm me, 
But uh, sometime in World War II, when a plane would come back, um, obviously the big things are flying, taking off, and then landing are the big ones, exciting things. But you have the crew chiefs that never come down, and they would make sure all the screws and nuts and bolts are still in, all the wires. They go through all the little small stuff, and it, it's because of that that the planes are able to fly, fight, and land. So it's imperative you cannot skip um, those small things, or else your plane, so to speak, will not be able to fly. It will not be able to fight, and it will not be able to land again. Mm-hmm. Love that. Love that. Uh, you're not going to be able to think of a plane analogy for this one. Uh, and I should have known it was covered because we already kind of made sure to mention it. Be kind to yourself and give yourself time to rest, too. I'm, I'm trying right now just to think yeah. of playing now. Just give me a second, if no, I can. No, we, we don't need to go there. I, I, I'll i take this one. This goes into my resolution, right? I mean, right. We, we need to, we need to uh, even if we're working towards an important goal, right? We need to make sure that we're also keeping the lights on, keeping the trains running, sleeping, eating, moving, walking, right? Um, uh, taking care of us. It, it's like um, the analogy- Self-care. I I thought of a plane analogy. Ready? So it's All like right, when, it. it's like when you're on a plane and they say to put your oxygen mask on before the person next to you, right? You have to take That's care of one. you. Have, yeah, you're welcome. There you go. You have to take. I'm care, impressed. You have to take care of you, like biologically, mentally, spiritually, etc. First, um, before you can do other stuff. If your goal is to get your ma- oxygen mask on your friend or your kid next to you, you're not going to be able to do it. If yours isn't on, right? So, so yeah, you'll be all oxygen deprived. Exactly. Um, so you're welcome for that. You could write it down. You can keep that one in your pocket, Josh. I thought of a plane analogy. Don't forget it. Uh, Seems like they're already taking off now. Oh, good, 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 good. Um, (laughs) all right, cool. So, uh, moving forward, uh, develop mastery over success. Celebrate your progress and don't compare yourself to others. I think that's. I heard something once that, like, you know, you know, two swimmers in a race and the one who wins is the one who's not constantly looking over the shoulder at the other one. They just keep focusing, going, going, going. Right. Or if you so, got a new, if you got a new personal record, even if you didn't beat the person next to you, if you got a new personal record, did you win? Yeah, you did. You know what I mean? Um, so I, I think that that's a really good way to look at things. Um, uh, next one, imagine how good you could be. Um what do you think? Envision, this is, this, envision, envision it, right? Now this, for me, this is a slippery one because I'm just going to say how this could lead to, like, you know, perfectionism and all that. Because with me, I always think, let's say I'm giving myself, and again, I want to say this is not, this is just me. This is my situation. I'm just, you know, I'm being real with the folks here. So I always think, well, Josh, what if you didn't take that 10 minutes just to quote unquote chill with friends? What if you achieve something in those 10 minutes where you could be then? So I use that. And I guess it's some sort of like a warped way of viewing it, but I use that. That makes me fall kind of like do good, but you, but feeds into that 80% that take you a little bit more and make it 90% of my energy. So I think when, when you're bringing this up, you got to be careful that you also manage um, a little bit because think of what could be yes. I'm all for that, but manage like you don't want to become like hyper obsessed, just obsessed. Uh huh. Yeah. No. And that reminds me of there's this quote, and I'm 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 paraphrasing, but something like 
if you don't take time off now, you'll pay for it later. You'll or, or your body will take time off for you, right? Not I'm not saying that that's that you is necessarily very true. I'm not I'm I, not gonna say that's you, but you can. It if was you want. me. It right. was me. You know that by like you know that I used to like go Dave. I'm like, hey man, like you know, even with the TEDx. Remember that time? If you watch, if you go to our website, there's a video called Josh and Dave's TED Excellent Adventure. And there's a part where Dave's like, you know, oh, Josh, you know, it's here right now. Well, it's because Josh worked so hard and pretty much body broke down. And I was like knocked out sleeping. That, that's why. And a whole bunch of other things. So, um, yeah, what you said is very accurate. And it is based off real life example right there. Right. I knew that. I just didn't want to be the one to talk about your no, business. It's, it's, um, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, next up, be realistic. <laughs> notice my well, no, notice my awkward silence do you want me to take this uh, one or do you want to speak to that uh i we, we, i think we both could i me i my take on this is a little unorthodox i think because to me realistic to me is like what is realistic realistic is the views and the um, interpretation of um what can be done so i like to push it just a little bit above realistic and then make that realistic. So, but that's just the way I view it. I know that's not like, I don't know if that's a popular way to view it, but just again, this the way my mind operates is I, I love a good challenge and I need to like, I need to have like my little fight, my little battle, you know? So I, I try to get a little bit above realistic, just a little, even 0.1%. That makes me happy. Well, I, I think as long as we covered this already, but I think as long as you're open to the goalposts changing and to celebrating successes and considering it a win, even if you don't get there. So like, let's say there's that expression also. And again, I'm paraphrasing. If you aim for the moon and you miss and you hit the stars, like that's a good thing, right? Yeah. So, so, you know, I think that to say something like I'm going to be the next CEO of Google, like that's a great goal. And maybe someone doesn't know anything about computers and they have that goal. Maybe they don't, ha they don't have much business acumen and they have that goal. Maybe they're not literate and they have that goal. Like, and that's great on along the way, they're going to make friendships, make contacts, get a job, end up working at Google using their ball pit and their scooters and their gym every day and having a great career at Google. And maybe they won't be the CEO, but, but is it a net positive? Absolutely. Right. So I think um, it doesn't matter how lofty your goals are, as long as you're okay with missing the moon and hitting the stars. Do you yeah. Agree? yeah. Yeah. But with me, I would, I, if it were me, I would then start like the hyper networking and stuff. But again, like with me, my view on this, I agree part, but my view is a little bit like different because it's just like the way my mind works and the way I see things and challenges. I, um, the more, the harder, most more un, quote unquote unrealistic the challenge to me i find it much more enjoyable because the goalpost is constantly moving and it's a chase for me and i personally i love the adrenaline i mm -hmm. i get this adrenaline rush and i i love that i know most people are not like that from what i am seeing but that's just the way i am like i i need to have a, i can't stay still so to speak um i don't want to stay still yeah. but that that's just me and i just being real, folks, because I don't want to say like, oh, yeah, I, I agree with this or that on here and not be real. I'm always 100% honest here. So that is why I want to let you all know that. So that's how my mind operates. Mm -hmm. So I see that. Great. Um, have allies and seek mentors so you're not alone.
All right. So Pride thinks the enemy of progress. And I think that because if you're too prideful well, to say, like, um, take a mentor who knows a lot about something that you're currently going through, you're pretty much, you're like, not, you're in a hole and you're not accepting a ladder to get out. You're, you're, you see there is help. You see that you couldn't better yourself, but because you're blinded by pride, you don't take it. And yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Be Show vulnerability. It's important, right? Yeah. Everyone should. And it's hard when you don't get it back, right? So that's why vulnerability and leadership is really important. Saying, I need a mentor. I need an ally. I need a friend as a leader is very, very important because then you're creating a space where people are comfortable doing that for themselves, right? Um, yes. Okay. Be authentically sensitive to others' failures. Be nice to people. What do you think? Well, I mean, it's, this should be common knowledge to be nice to people. I think, uh, unfortunately, it's not. But there are lots of benefits to being nice to people. I mean, people will want to help you if you're nice to them most of the time. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, just be nice and authentic. Yeah. Show sensitivity towards people's challenges, towards their failures, towards their um, their their goals, their feelings around certain things, right? Because we're we're all only, you know, in our own in our own heads, right? We can't we can't put ourselves into the into the shoes of somebody else truly. Indeed. So yeah. We just have to show, you know, everyone has their own struggles that they're going through, their own goals, challenges, ideals, right? Indeed. Last one. This one I want to be careful with. I want to keep Josh calm during this one. Um, be prepared to take some risks. Successful entrepreneurs often stress that taking risks is important to the success of their business. Yeah, that's true. I mean, if you don't take risks, you're not going to grow. You're going to stay in your comfort zone. The comfort zone is where dreams die. I mean, you don't grow. You already know everything there, sure. But you, if you want more, it's not going to happen there. You need to take risks. And yeah, sometimes it will not work out, but that's part of the learning process of risk taking. And without risk, there is no reward. No matter what, there is no reward without risk. Risk you equals the possibility for reward, but staying idle, there's zero of that. Uh, so yeah, I fully agree. Awesome. That's it. That's our list. What do you think? Important, right? Important things. Yeah, to honestly, kind of I think that's about. a pretty good list. That's a pretty good list. Uh, I mean, this is a great way to rock into 2023. Um, really, really nice. Uh, it's the first time me seeing virtually seeing Dave in since, man, like, what was it, like summer or something? Since summer, like 2022. I mean, we still do talk, like, because I sometimes, I, when people I meet, like, listeners and friends who listen to this, people ask, like, how's your relationship in real life, Josh and Dave? So, yeah, we really do talk. I mean, so I don't know. Who, I did think this was, like, something. But, yeah, it's very nice. We have our disagreements every now and then, but this is genuine. Friendly disagreements. It's important. Yeah, it, right? it is. This is an authentic, real relationship. We are both very friendly. I text him. He texts me. Um, all that stuff. So, yeah. So, Josh and Dave, like, this is actually real. We're not putting on – We, I mean, the podcast is a show, but we're not putting on a show like this. This is real. I can't believe I, – I should have mentioned this, like, a couple seasons ago because that's when it was some asked people, Some me. people think – some people also think we're brothers. I mean, it, it's good to clear up. Oh, but, God, uh, but, yeah. yeah. Um, we're not but, related. Nope, not related. Brothers from other mothers. Um, well, yeah. see, you see you next time on Sounds Like Autism. All right. All right.
All right, have a good one. Bye. See you later. Bye. Thanks for tuning into the show. Sounds Like Autism is brought to you by Launchpad 516 Studios, executive produced by George Andriopoulos. The SLA theme song is by me, Dave Thompson. Other music and sound effects are licensed through Epidemic Sound. Sounds Like Autism is hosted with Podbean. Make sure to subscribe to this feed wherever podcasts are available. And leave us a five-star review, please, 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 on Apple Podcasts while you're at it. Follow us at Sounds Like Autism on Instagram and Facebook. Please visit us at www.soundslikeautism.com to learn more about us and to support us through our merch store and more. It's a great website. Make sure to follow all the great podcasts produced by Launchpad 516 Studios. Thank you so much.